wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph aka mr bad bit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on youtube at the trophy room show and if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review over on apple podcasts or if you really really like us you could throw us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir doing okay back hurts yeah <laughs> back hurts real bad joe now real talk mine too and i was i was thinking maybe it is like post snowstorm and my body's like okay it's time to hurt so that, that's not that's my not my excuse because I didn't shovel out any snow. Um, okay. <laughs> my I think it's a combination of being uh, too overweight. Okay. Same. Being very stationary for almost a full year now. Okay. Same. <laughs> and as we all are, uh, yeah. lugging heavy my heavy laundry basket up and down the stairs like three times today. Fair. So my lower it, back is a screaming. Dude, okay, so s- real talk. With COVID, everybody's like all like in their houses. Nobody's re- nobody's really going to the gym. Everybody no. had the excuse for a whole year, like, oh well the gyms are closed, I can't go. And now like gyms are starting to open, everybody's like, Maybe it's not safe enough. Like they got the excuse <laughs> not to go, right? Yeah, and yeah. so we're all stuck in our homes, we're all sitting, we're all gaining weight. And yeah, like I've noticed, like my grandma's house is like a block away from us. So I walk on over and I'm like, I'm out of breath. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. My legs are pudding now. There are many times yeah. I'm walking through Target, like picking up like supplies and, and whatever for the house. Target. Yeah. And I get into the door, I go down the first aisle, like, oh man. <laughs> Woo! Slow it down, Kyle. <laughs> it's not a race. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh with that, this week is a strange week in the in the week of video games. I feel like speaking of the Rona, it's also affecting how news is getting put out there, or how much news is actually been, being put out there in the game reverse. And we gotta kind of sometimes improvise. This week, Nintendo absolutely dominated the news space with their Nintendo Direct. So before we talk about Ratchet and Clank getting that release date. Before we talk about what you can expect, the roadmap of the PS5 for the first six months, before we talk about this dual sense drift, oh yeah, we're talking about that. I gotta I gotta ask you a question, Kyle. Yeah. That Nintendo Direct was bad, right? Oh, it, oh, oh. <laughs> it was oh I uh also, by the way, everybody, I yeah. have Twitter open just in case we have another PlayStation News bomb during the show. <laughs> yeah. Just in case breaking news happens. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was not good. There, yeah. there were there were a couple things that I I thought looked cool and I'm excited for. Like, like I think Splatoon three. Not that was not one of mine, but I was okay. very very excited to see um, Lily, uh, who is part of our the six one indie crew and IndieCast. Mm-hmm. Just I was out. living vicariously through because she she called it beforehand. She was like, "Just give Did me Splatoon she? three news," and then it ended on that. And her jumping around in joy was amazing. Um, yeah. But man, they Nintendo <laughs> did a weird thing, Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you you noticed this, but they were like. Before the show started, they set expectations, right? They're like, everything's first half of 2021. Right, yeah. And then the show starts. 
Yes. And the, the the first game, I forgot whatever it was, but it, I think it was No More Heroes. It was like August twenty seventh. Like, wait a second, that's not. Oh no, half. it wasn't the first game. That was like kind of in the middle. I no, 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 no. I mean like the was. first the first game that was in first half. Oh, like, okay. It, gotcha. it said August twenty seventh. Like, wait a second. Nintendo, yeah. what are you doing? Are you about to announce these really crazy <laughs> things that are coming out later, like Breath of the Wild 2, giving us a date and whatnot? Yeah. And then it just kept going and going, and then Skyward Sword happened. And then... Oh, my God. God. Let's not it, talk about it. It was like, Rough. The, no real Pokemon news. The Mario Golf think- is great, but that Zelda... Like, man, 35 years, I figure... It would have been a bigger celebration. Than Fall Guys. Fall like, there Guys was some was things fantastic. that made sense. Yeah. 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 Um, also, I really want that to have cross progression because I want to wear a Mario suit, but I don't want to yeah. use a Switch to have right. to do that in that game. But uh, my question, because I, I get it, anybody who's yelling at the car, this isn't a Nintendo show. You guys have no idea what you're talking about. Correct. I, when it comes to Nintendo, blind. I, can't, sure, I don't know anything. But I think we could also agree but, that was not a good show. No, it was not. I want to say, is this a worrying sign for what could be the state of plays that we get in the future? Um, worrying. I don't think so. Okay, I'm not. I'm not worried about state of plays, honestly, because mm. that is something that's weird that I think a lot of people don't realize with the like Nintendo Directs specifically. A lot mm. of those games are also coming to PlayStation. Yeah. So, um, let Nintendo highlight those on their shows and then mm-hmm. leave room for other new exciting things. Not yeah. not saying those aren't exciting, but like new unannounced things have some time. Oh, you don't have to be nice. Place. Not a lot of those things were exciting. <laughs> Here's the thing. I get it. You're, you're, you're being nice, Kyle. And I appreciate it. Um, I, cause I saw some worry of like people going, Oh boy, if, if this is what we're in for, this is like the, the, you know, the canary in the coal mine. I'm worried. I'm not worried with the state of plays because, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but I think the roadmap is pretty solid in terms of not just like first party, but like th- some third party as well. So I think like as first years go for, for both Xbox and PlayStation, I don't think you have much to worry about like these state of plays or whatever Xbox does not, not living up to expectations. That said, Nathan writes in fan of the show, friend of the show, my best buddy, Nathan Micker, and he writes in like you can over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or the Casa Day Trophy Room Discord server. He asks this to open up the show. I might suggest a live wager on the podcast between you and Kyle, okay, game on, to guess the date of the first state of play. Maybe the winner gets to put whatever message they want on the loser's Twitter feed. That is dangerous. Oh man, I can't wait for the for the world to yeah. see how truly how much truly you hate Bloodborne. I can't <laughs> wait for the day. <laughs> oh, God. Was, and it's just like gonna be a simple Bloodborne's overrated. So Kyle, when do you think the next the the technically ne- next, but first true state of play where we get multiple games shown off, when is that going to be? It's an excellent question, Nate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Nate. Um, I like how you're taking credit for Nate's question. I was about to. I was about to. I was like, wait, no, I didn't ask. It. I'm going to say March. March? Uh, give me a week. I, I think no, no, a week no. I'm going to give you an actual day. You're going to give me a fucking day. I'm okay. going to give you Oof. a day. I Go go Oof. make her go home, Joe. All right. March. Damn. March 17th. 
What if I'm a dick and I go like March 18th? Go for it. <laughs> Wait, no, um, March 17th is is when we record. So I'll say March 16th, oof. the day before. Now that's a good wager because Sony does like to fuck us on this. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> we'll put out a show. They'll put out something a day afterwards. I'm going to say, I, I don't think that's a bad suggestion. Uh, or, or <sighs> yeah, I mean, my, my reasoning behind it would yeah. be, uh, if you have one every four or every three months. So uh-huh. for a year. So you start in March. Mm-hmm. It would be a month before Returnal. The Returnal's pushed to April, right? Yeah, April 30th. So you, you get a little bit more into Returnal there. You showcase MLB The Show and, mm-hmm. and what it has coming up in the next few weeks. Okay. Rest some Ratchet gameplay. Um, or mm-hmm. save that for the second one. I don't know. But like I, I feel like there's some stuff there to uh, to highlight. And like PlayStation is quietly tweeting out about these really dope indies that are also coming yeah. to PlayStation. So that's that's a really good one. I kinda think I'm gonna say March tenth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> why 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 You didn't hear the the dog upstairs like Honestly, I thought that floor. was my house. No, that, <laughs> that was the dogs upstairs for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think March 10th. I kind of think... Mm, no, wait. I'm going to give you a huge... I'm going to say the 24th. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And this is it. I think the end of March, because you want to show... Damn it. Maybe it's the beginning. I think, I think you fucked me on this one, Kyle. I really do think the 17th is a great choice. I'm sorry, Chris, way too much already in the beginning of the show, but I think 24th, cause I, I'm going to stick to my guns here. The reason why I'm saying it's going to be this time, we got a month into showing us what MLB the show looks like and plays like. You got then a month to show us what Returnal looks like. So you can kind of set the stage for both of those games, um, and start the rollout. You can then start the rollout on Resident Evil, show us a little bit more of Deathloop, uh, and then like a little t- a tease of Ratchet. And I think right there, there, and like sprinkle some indies in there. And I think you got a really good show to kind of yeah. say, here's what, here's what's coming to PlayStation in the first half of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I, yeah. No, but I don't, yeah, I don't feel like it's going to have this Nintendo problem where it feels like it's a mixed match of like these weird obscure indies, these weird ports, and then games that are coming out in two years, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it, you know, and then we have like Hades physical edition. I don't think we're going to get any of that for the state of plays. So yeah, I, I mean, I there, there's also the other side of the, the coin where. The last few state of plays, I'm going to take out the PlayStation 5 stuff. Okay. Like the reveal events and all that. Because sure. those are bigger than what the usual state of plays are. Yeah. State of plays have been just a deep dive on one game. So we could just get a returnal deep dive state of play. Which we definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that will, if we get like the first st- kind of style of state of plays where it was mm-hmm. like a Nintendo Direct with like a slate of, of announcements or. Are they sticking to just like here's a deep dive on this one game from PlayStation Studios? I think certain games like Returnal need the bump from a big event. Yeah, so I, that's why I think you'll see a big bump from this event, and then like the focus here's what this game's really about type of thing. Because I think like what Returnal needs, 
Yeah, because I think what Returnal is going to need more than any of them is prove why this game is more than just this arcadey game. Like, show me what the story is. Because we're, yeah. I'm intrigued with the story. It looks cool. But give me more of that to sell people that aren't as sold as I am on the, the Groundhog Day with Aliens game. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, one more question before we get into the rigmarole that is the show. Nasty Boots goes, the Nintendo Direct uh, is tonight. This is before the Direct. Uh, do you think it will be better than the last state of play? Oh, boy. It was not good, but the last day to play, like, wasn't all too that spectacular either in August. So I'm going to say this Nintendo Direct was better than the last, you know, state of play that was in August with, with their vertical slices of games, just because of Splatoon 3. And if y'all know me, Splatoon's the best franchise Nintendo has. Yeah. Including that Mario Plumber guy. Don't trust him. I'm trying to see what else was in that. August one. That was crash. while you while you do that. I'm going to say this. Hey everybody, welcome to the trophy room. I want to give our big thank you to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/PSTrophyRoom. Like we say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your life situation is, it really does mean a lot to us. If you throw a buck our way over at Patreon.com/slash/PS. Trophy room because of you all, we sound good, we look great, and we got all this cool stuff coming in a few weeks, all because of your generosity. We would not be able to do what we do without you. And I want to thank our newest patron, John Infante. Thank you and welcome back. Our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. Our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin, Wes, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, our silver plus members. Ooh, gotta catch my breath on that one. Hide indoors, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just right. JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Fawn Metal, Tim Ulf, and Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for your generosity. And with that, Kyle, before we square up the news, what do you got? To, what, what are you researching? You still researching? Yeah. So the the August uh, uh, the last state of play like vertical size because there was a Demon Souls one. Oh, God um, bless. But the the last like here's a bunch of announcements were, were things like um, Hood Outlaws and Legends, the Robin Hood okay. game, uh, the Pedestrian Auto Chess controls AWE expansion, which I'll talk about later. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at Bug Snacks gameplay, Hitman Three Ed's VR Braid Anniversary oh, Edition, Crash Four stuff, um, those cyberpunk weird games, Vader Immortal. So like it just wasn't a huge. State mm-hmm. of play, but, but at I least feel it was like consistent this, with a tone. Yeah, I think this okay. was on par with what we saw today. I'll be fair. I think they're pretty pretty equal. All right, fair enough. With that, Kyle, it's time to square up the news. This comes from Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart release date set for June. Seventy dollar launch price, new cover art, and pre order bonuses. One of the most nice SEO highly- Chandler, nice SEO, and I noticed that. <laughs> One of the most highly anticipated PS5 exclusives, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, is coming June 11th, 2021. With the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart release date now announced, Insomniac can begin a slow push over the next four months, carefully revealing new details about the game leading up to release. The release date trailer doesn't seem to feature any new footage, instead using previously shown cutscenes and gameplay for the quick 30-second spot. The cover art features both Ratchet and the new playable female Lombax. Insomniac isn't quite ready to reveal her name just yet, however. 
Insomniac has also detailed pre-order bonuses and deluxe edition content that players will get when they pick up the game. All pre-orders will be given early unlocks of the Carbonox armor for both Ratchet and the female Lombax from 2003's Ratchet & Clank Going Commando, as well as the returning Pixelizer weapon that was introduced in 2016's 2016's Ratchet & Clank remake of the original game. Both of these pre-order bonuses are early unlocked, so players who don't pre-order can still get them at some point while playing the game. Ratchet mm. & Clank Rift Apart is available to pre-order now at a price of $69.99 USD. TPR writes in just like you can, sending your questions via Twitter at PS Trophy Room or sending your questions in over at our Discord, the Trophy Room link down below in the description. TPR writes in, do you guys think Ratchet and Clank's release date was a silent delay? Not officially announced there was a formal delay, but from what we saw in the fall, it sure seemed like this game was originally a spring release. Kyle? Did we get bamboozled? Because they said launch window. And June doesn't seem launch window to me, sir. Yeah. Um, I for sure thought this would have been like a February game. Yeah. At the latest May. And I'm sure mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're, we're arguing and complaining over a month, right? Um, right. But I just, I think this shows Sony's game plan strategy of uh mm-hmm. launching a major blockbuster in june last year was right. last of us part two this year will be ratchet and clank rift apart halfway through the year um yeah. i like it i'm happy mm-hmm. there's a date but uh yeah. yeah i wish we were already playing this game yeah i th- i think you're i think sony gets it when it comes to releasing games especially in in windows where we see like like, real talk, Marvel's Avengers, if that game came out in January, I think it would have been very, very successful. I think yeah. you, you would have given devs time to actually polish that game, to put some stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it, it, it was rushed in, in September. It wasn't a lot to it. And now, like, you're like eight months in, you're finally getting some type of PS5 update in March. Like, that's not the greatest news. You still don't have like a real raid to, to look forward to. So like, I, I feel like Sony understands that they can kind of take their time and that you don't necessarily have to go by the arbitrary dates of like, okay, so March is the time where generally people get their tax returns. So this is when you're going to release your games through March through May. Right. And that those will sell people are usually on vacation in the summer. And so, you know, that's why you see the big blockbusters for people to go to. And that's why you don't really see a lot of video game releases. And I feel like PlayStation kind of gets the fact that yeah, we can watch a game whenever and it's going to just do gangbusters. Mm-hmm. What, why not just release Ratchet and Clank, which looks fantastic in a, the dead of somewhere where nobody else is and it's going to completely destroy and own whatever news or or, or attention that it, it it's going to seek it's going to do market penetration who <laughs> really well there it's and this, i think is yeah, this the first it. day of e3 oh that's a good question cuz <laughs> is there going to be one who knows i think around there I think it is early June, mid June. Because I thought they said the we talked about the dates last right last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. June fifteenth. June. So 15th. a couple of days before E three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, you know, I'm. Yeah, is it a delay? Sure. 
Again, take as long as you want. I think you're seeing a lot of games getting delayed out. Delayed um, in in quotation marks. In quotation marks. Right? Like we're yeah. not we're not breaking any NDAs or right. insomniac <laughs> servers. Like we're just yeah. guessing because they did say release a window and yeah. June's pretty far. Yeah, and usually release window like ends at the end of March. So yeah, I don't think it's the release window, but I think it's gonna do well regardless. You know. Yeah. That said, we got some games to still play as well. I know it's like a little dead in the first two months, but there's still games that we're gonna be playing the next few weeks and month that I think we could look forward to. You know. Yeah. That said, awesome. Dave writes in. With the release date for Ratchet, do you think this will put some pressure on other developers to commit to uh, to some release dates as well? Man, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's I, worried about these release dates. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm worried you know? that when they come, they come. Um, yeah. Again, I think it's just because we're in a drought right now. We're in a lull. Yeah, and uh, like we're still in, we're still in pandemic times. Right. We're still, I think, uh, on the news today, it was, what, 12% of the total population has at least the first shot of the vaccine, which is right. still very low. Um, <laughs> so, like, it, it's it's still impacting devs, and mm. I don't think they want to commit to a date until they're for sure ready. I think Ratchet committing to a date that far in June is because Ratchet, I think, was pretty much done when we saw right. it. Yeah. It was closer than others, so... Yeah, I don't think this puts any type of pressure on other devs to release their games. I think what this kind of does is allows Sony to say, okay, yeah, like a soft delay or a silent delay. Um, here's when it's going to come out comfortably to give Insomniac more time. But hey, listen, this game could get delayed again. You know, uh, you're right. COVID times, working from home, maybe they've gotten a lot of things sorted out. But again, this game could come out a little buggy and a little bruised if... If if not in the oven for long enough, so I think they're I th- I think they've they've done the right thing, but I don't think this means that all these all these other games all of a sudden have the pressure to put out a release date. Um, I yeah. think it really does. It's it's more of an internal thing than anything. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, uh, Tom uh, Baker writes. I think. Uh, oh, actually, I'm going to save this one for later. I'm going to save this okay. one for later. That said, Kyle. Before we go to the next news story, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a gripe to pick with you, Insomniac. Ooh, okay. Stop tweeting okay. about resistance. <laughs> unless you're going to do something about it. <laughs> I, mm. My heart, my passion, my love for those games cannot take these little dangling pieces of fruit in front of me while I'm trying yeah. to run on a never-ending treadmill. Stop <laughs> teasing me. Please. <laughs> I know you have a lot of watch. things. You're, you're giving us Ratchet. Spider-Man 2 is 100% in production. It's being right. made. you got a right. lot on your plate. But yeah. stop dangling that little resistance carrot in front of all our noses. It seems like every other week there's a tweet with an image of resistance and ask you, like, oh, what's your favorite weapon? Ours is the bullseye weapon from resistance. I see you. I love you. Stop making me wait. <laughs> Alright, listen, Insomniac, you're on notice. Give God what he wants. He wants he wants a new resistance. And listen, while you're at it, give a phone call to From. I need a Bloodborne too. <laughs> that said, Kyle, I got I got a question for you. Any of this news do anything more to entice you about Ratchet and Clank? Like your excitement level for it. Is oh, it through the roof like me? Through the roof. The yeah. I that 
cover art is gorgeous. The only thing that would make it better if it was in steelbook form. And here's here's my only gripe. Okay. Why can't I have a ratchet statue? Why is there no collector's edition with like a little ratchet and clank statue along with the female Mm -hmm. lombax that I can put on my shelf along with that beautiful artwork in steelbook form? What what what's what's going on here? Again, it, it all goes down to the Rona. I wouldn't yeah. have been surprised if this was or did have some type of steel book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about like ugh, statues, but it all goes down to production. And right now, what does yep. everybody tell you? Production sucks right now. Yeah, yeah getting yeah. things manufactured sucks, which we'll talk about again a little later. But yeah, like the cover art, I I think I said this on Twitter. I'm like, shit, did I make a mistake going digital? Because like, <laughs> I want this case. It's this case pretty. is beautiful, man. It's pretty as all heck. Now, okay, I could fanboy over a cover of a game that I'm excited to play in, like, four months. The $70 price tag. Here we are. Right? Mm-hmm. This is a... I, I hear some already people saying, this is a cartoon game. This is a game for children. We see oh, games it's like... It's a kid's game. Why are you excited exactly. for a kid's game? <laughs> exactly. But, like, is is there some truth? Because I see some, like, I think, like, Super Lucky's Tail launch at, like, 30, 40 bucks. We saw the last uh, Crash game or the trilogy uh, coming at 40 bucks. And then this new Crash that's going to get this PS5 update in March um, coming out at 60 doesn't sell as hot. Right? Is there yeah. something there? Do you think the $70 price tag could hurt Ratchet in a sense? Not in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I think Ratchet stands above those other games, and as much mm-hmm. as I love Crash, it Ratchet is on another level. Uh, just okay. from the terms of what that game looks like, what we've seen, it yeah. it deserves that. What is going to be the standard going forward? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think when it comes to the seventy dollar price tag, I think some folks need to. I, I hate to say because this will make me sound like a fanboy for sure. Need to kind of get over it. I think that this is one of those things where I think the the price is scary, and we've talked about oh, yeah. it. it. Makes us look at games differently. It does give us a bit of a sticker shot because we're not accustomed to it. But come in a year from now, and you guys and gals could prove me wrong if it's if it's not. Uh, you're going to see next gen games or current gen games at this point that aren't going to be past gen only be at this $69.99 price tag. So mm-hmm. Sony's setting the standard. Is this the standard I want? Maybe not for my wallet's sake. But in terms of like it's been over 15 years since we didn't get a price increase, when I look at like people's images of like the Toys R Us catalog of having like Mario 64 for $120 back yeah. when George, uh, George Clinton, Jesus, Bill Clinton was president, like it, it makes you go, are we overreacting? And I think most times, nine times out of 10, gamers are overreacting so i don't think the price tag is going to hurt them because i think what ratchet is doing is really proving the power of the playstation 5 um rdna 2 or not that's what i think this this is a this is a showcase of what the console can do people are thirsty to see what these consoles can do that's why this game's going to do so well just like it did really well back in you know 2016 now again that game 40 bucks but with this being its own thing, it being something that boasts the power of that uh, SSD that's in the PS5, I definitely think, yeah, this is going to be a system seller. For sure. You know? Here's my one question for you, Kyle, and then we're on to the next thing. I promise you. Okay. Ratchet Clank versus Horizon Zero Dawn. Here's what conversation you never hear about it anymore. Oh. Or ever. And I'm going to be the originator here. What do you think is going to sell more? Ratchet 
or Horizon Zero Dawn? Oh, man. Yeah. Horizon was one of the fastest selling games in PlayStation history. Sure. Ratchet has a long lineage of games. Absolutely. It's a beloved franchise. Yeah. It got a movie. We won't talk about if that movie was good or not, but it got one. Which one's going to sell more? That's right. I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to Horizon by a small margin. Oh, really? I think it's a bigger margin. Sure. I mean, I, I think people who love PlayStation and play all games... Mm-hmm. Don't view Ratchet as you were saying earlier about like, oh, it's just a kid's game. I, I feel like there are a lot of people who are hardcore gamers that I'm putting air quotes, which I hate, <laughs> right. who won't buy Ratchet because they view it as a kid's platformer game and they're like, I'm too old for that stuff. Horizon, though, six days of Fallujah. Let me, let me be American <laughs> badass. God, yeah, I no. got it. Uh, but yeah, let me go get the Horizon game. Where I'm, I'm, I'm a badass yeah. killing robot dinosaurs and animals yeah. and, and whatnot. So also, I really do think that's going to be a holiday game, and I sure. think holiday holiday is going to push that game out yeah. for sure. That said, Kyle, let me see where this one question go was going. Tom Baker writes: I think in early May you will get gameplay of Ratchet. I want to know what's happening with Ragnarok. Oh, boy. That's the one with the big question mark over it. And that question is so good that, oh, my goodness gracious, we got to talk about the next story before we talk about God of War Ragnarok. So, Kyle, take it away, good sir. Andrew Reiner over at Game Informer writes, PlayStation 5 is quickly assembling a nice selection of exclusives. The arrival of PlayStation 5 later in the year came with the promise that this powerful new machine would deliver exclusive experiences just like its predecessor. On launch day, we were treated to two PlayStation 5-only titles, the awesome Demon's Souls remake and Astro's Playroom, a game I didn't expect much from given it's a free pack-in, but ended up adoring and recommending as the best example of what the DualSense controller is capable of. Hmm. After a lull in January, PlayStation 5 rebounded in February with Neo Collection, a nicely remastered bundle of the of the two fun Souls-like games, and Destruction All-Stars, an enjoyable combat racer that is currently free to download for exclusive... As, wait, hold on. Hold on, Andrew. Andrew Reiner, what were you doing? That is currently free to download as an exclusive for PlayStation Plus subscribers. The, sta- the slate of games releasing for PlayStation 5 leading to summer is looking excellent. On the non-exclusive front, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Resident Evil Village, Outriders, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and MLB The Show 21 are the current standouts, with more games expected to join them as soon as their dates are announced. MLB The Show has long been a PlayStation-only series, but it's making its way to Xbox platforms for the first time this year, and yes, it's still published by Sony. In terms of exclusives, PlayStation 5 is lending three significant titles in the months ahead. Returnal, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Deathloop are all on the way as PlayStation 5 or console exclusives. I was of of the mind that PlayStation 5 wasn't lending as many games that you couldn't get anywhere else, but that isn't the case at all. It's business as usual for Sony, and I can't wait to see what comes next beyond the already announced God of War and Horizon Forbidden West. So, Kyle, I got a question for you. In terms of where this console's roadmap is, Mm -hmm. you know, we could be, we could 
play, you know, comparatively towards the Xbox and Nintendo consoles for sure. Um, where do you see PlayStation Show Roadmap in 2021? Like, is this, is, is, is the picture that Andrew's laid out here, is it as colorful as that or is there some shades of gray here? Is it all rainbows and butterflies? Because <laughs> again, we're in this lull. I'm, I'm bored, yeah. Kyle. I need arms. Well, play the game that's right behind me. Control. PS Plus. Okay. Go get it now, please. All right, fair enough. Um, I think it's as colorful as it can be when it comes yeah. to this this timeline for the year of 2021. Yeah, there All those games that were announced are going to be standout games. Um, mm-hmm. If God of War hits, which I'm, I flip every other day thinking if it's coming <laughs> in 2021 or not. Uh, along with Horizon, the second half of the year is going to be stellar. That's not including all these games that aren't our, that are unannounced yet that we'll probably see at whatever E3 is or whatever mm-hmm. other smaller state of play or um, Summer Game Expo, whatever, whatever those give us. But I think what makes it even better is specifically what Shoes Team is doing. Uh, yeah. Bringing indies in and... And filling the void between these big releases with smaller indie titles like Season. Or this past week they they said that this game called Chicory, a colorful tale about this little dog who, who stumbles across this paintbrush. It's magical that paints the black and white world full of colors. And the game's awesome. The demo was fantastic when I played it like two years ago. And that's a great get for PlayStation. So I think right. on the indie front, that's what's really going to... Like I, I, I say this whenever I talk about six one indie, like where the indies are the lifeblood of video games. Without them, the lulls would be way more rampant and way, mm-hmm. way deeper. So, and I think they do some 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 crazier, more bold things. Yeah. So let's talk about the indie front there. Do you think though the the love of of indies as much as we love Shu, he follows us, so it's official we're best friends. <laughs> Do you think though the love of indies for for people that came to PlayStation on PlayStation Four? That's what you know. That's that's what the PlayStation Four was known for the, for the first year or two. Have left for that Nintendo Switch life though, where they're like for some reason I'm just I'm like again I know this isn't the best example, but it's the one that comes to mind because everybody's hot. But like Hades. Yeah, I could play that on PC, but yeah. I want to play it on my Nintendo Switch because something just feels right here. Like I could play Dead Cells on my PlayStation, but it just feels like I should be compelled to be playing it on my Nintendo because indies usually have that more, you know, <sighs> presence with Nintendo. Not with just Nintendo. presence, but I think when you take a look at most indie games, they are these sprites. They are, you know, the 8-bit, 16-bit, 64-bit, whatever, some um, games that I, I just think of Nintendo about. Like, and that's why I gravitate to them. Do you think indies still hold that much of a power on PlayStation? Or do you think she's trying to do that? I think because of what I assume Shu's vision is... Mm-hmm. That they are that they are becoming more of a significant part of their strategy going forward. Okay. Because I think that was something like you said the first year or two P- PS4, tons of great indies were, yeah. were on PlayStation, and that's really what kind of helped save the day mm-hmm. uh, of like why I was playing my PlayStation because of the drought and first party stuff. So I think they're slowly getting back to that and and, and want 
these really dope looking games on uh, like Kina. Like uh, that's yeah. a game that is going to be amazing, and that's an indie game. And I, I feel like on PS4 and PS5. Uh, yeah, I feel like that is a uh, significant reason as to why the roadmap going forward is going to include a lot of really dope console-exclusive indies. Yeah. Well, let's bring it back then, because I, th- I think you're right. So I think what Shu sees in, in indies is that they, there's been this shift over to Nintendo, and I think... I think Shu knows that uh, indies are pr- probably there to stay with Nintendo because Nintendo can embrace weird really well. Sure. And I think they, they see the profit that Nintendo is making off of indies and they go, well, why can't we get a slice of that as well? Mm-hmm. So like, if you could take a slice of like Hades, Hades is one game that like, yeah, no, I would love to play that on my PlayStation rather than my t- Nintendo. Yes, please. If you can make those type of strategic moves of like, you know, yeah, maybe this 16-bit game doesn't work, but this this indie that is more of like a 3D platformer, maybe this one, maybe we could we could strike the nostalgia for our old PlayStation One with some of these indies as well, or like the, these bigger studios that are doing some very bold things like Kina. Like that is a that is an indie game that we often think about uh, or, or often forget about, and that is going to be a huge get for PlayStation. So I think. Yeah. They could tackle indies in a more, I think, Annapurna way than anything. So I, I think you're right there. And with that, I want to go back to God of War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think the roadmap is great. I think we got a lot to look forward to. I think these last two months and let's be honest, probably a few more weeks going to be a bit dry for us for sure. But I think once these games start trickling out, like once we hit Yakuza like a dragon, I think these things are going to start for the PS5. I know it's not for PS4, but like that's when, you know, PS5 users are going to start getting some really dope stuff. I want to go to God of War for a sec here. Mm -hmm. And I want to get this on the record now. This game's getting delayed. (sighs) Because like Tom Baker said, there's a big question mark on it. Hmm. Now, that said, everybody, if you don't know, on Patreon, we have this fantasy critic of ours. It's a league. It's kind of like fantasy football, but we put out games instead of and whatever ranks highest at the end. Whoever's list ranks highest, uh, you know, wins. I don't know. Highest what total yet, of review scores. Yeah. Points for, for that. Yeah. You have God of War. I do. And I said it's not coming out this year and I voted against it. Yeah. So that you can't just toss it out. So, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Is this game getting delayed to 2022? Bold statement time? Are we getting bold? We're getting bold, Kyle. No. It is a 2021 game. <laughs> coming oh. out in November. November. I think okay. I think we might have a Miles Morales size game on our hands. Can I be real with you? Yeah. I think... W- I've been thinking a lot about this because Stadia backed out, right? And Stadia saw the amount of money Xbox literally just threw at games. And they're just like, whoa, okay, so we can't. And, you know, they folded, right? I And Phil Harrison alluded to something of the fact of, like, games are just getting way too expensive to make. I really do think the Miles Moraleses... The Ragnaroks of the world, if if it is as small as as what Miles Morales was, I think those are going to be more standard than we think, mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely fine with that. Give me yeah. give me a fifteen to twenty hour experience for sure, as long as it's polished, as long as it kicks ass, 
I'm all in for it. But I think a lot of these big, big AAA bangers are going to be more, if it's not a games of service, a shorter experience. I, I, I if you were, I, I believe on this show last year, I would have been on the opposite side of that. Like, no, give me big size games. Give yeah. me a big scale, large scale, huge 20 hour stories with these right. games. But like, Miles changed the game for that with how yeah. impactful that story was and how in such a small amount of time and, and truncated version of it. Like it trimmed a lot of fat right. and um, Miles was great. So I will gladly take a, a 10 to 15 hour single player full experience with Ragnarok. I, <laughs> I, 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 I The reason why I also th- say it's not getting delayed is because of that smaller thing. The, of this being a smaller game okay. and the fact that all these hirings that are going on at Sony Santa Monica Monica, are for their unannounced uh, second game. Unannounced second game. Okay. You make a compelling argument. I still say in 2022 we're probably going to get you know, God of War in another Spider-Man situation. I think you want to pump the... You want to pump games like that out. Um, that said, again... I don't think it's this year. I mean, it'd be way too good to be true. Because you give me Ratchet, you give me Horizon, you give me God of War. You're just littering a lot. A lot, yeah. That said, when it comes to, like, these big games, because people point to probably, like, Halo Infinite, we're going, well, Halo Infinite's going to be this huge experience, this huge platform of a game. They already spent half a billion dollars on that game. I don't think companies can take that type of risk anymore unless you're a trillion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. Right. So I really do think a lot of these games and publishers are just looking at it going, this is becoming unsustainable. We need to, we need to find a way that these to, to match the revenues that we have, which is astronomical and ridiculous. So yeah, that said, Kyle, the roadmap looks great. I don't know why everybody's so concerned about the roadmap to PlayStation, but I want to get your take on something. Your five games. And just fastest, you don't need to give me, you know, what? just just spit them out for me. What yeah. are your top five games that you're excited to see in in 2021, the first half of? Or, yeah, sure. I know I know one of them you cheated a little bit. It's fair. But I, I'm, I'm well, you didn't say first half. You said all of 2021, sir. You know what? You're right. I changed it <laughs> to try to make you look like a fool, and now look at me. I'm the fool. Kyle, uh, we, we already talked about two of them, Horizon and Ratchet. Yep. Those are easily on my top five. Um, one of the indies I mentioned, Season. I cannot wait for Season. Hopefully, that dude gets fired for mm-hmm. his awful, just human Content. being self. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We've talked about it in the past. I know Fake Fan, whatever. Fake like, Fan. We got to <laughs> make sure he knows. Okay, you never beat three, and Listen, you never played one because you never owned an Xbox. So you don't, you don't love it like you say you do. If if we haven't learned anything over these past couple of days, gatekeeping is <laughs> awful. It sucks. So don't be that person. And don't the fact that, that I person. played through all of two and yeah. up like three quarters of the way through three, yeah. yeah, I played a lot of Mass Effect, sir. And and honestly, and honestly, Kyle, honestly, we should be more angry that we don't. You know, they they're taking out shots of Miranda's ass. No, we're good. And then the last <laughs> one is uh, <laughs> the last one is Gotham Knights. Yeah, uh, Batman game. I need it. Yeah, I, that I think that's going to be the big winner game. I really do think so. 
I mm. I, I can't okay. wait to play that with you. Yeah. That, that's a game that I believe in. Marvel's Avengers, oof, when we saw it, woof. This game, immediately from first first just glance, my goodness, I'm so down on. Um, what was the other? Could you could you name them all one more time for Gotham the audience Knights, and myself? Horizon from Midwest, Ratchet yeah. and Clank, Mass yeah. Effect Legendary Edition, and Ryan Season. Season. Yeah, I, I want Season to be great, and I like that they are doing an internal investigation because there's been some shady and awful behavior at the studio. But the game does look so fucking beautiful that I can't punish all the devs for one douchebag. So that said, um, that's a great list. That's a great list. A lot of PlayStation yeah. exclusives in there. Thank yeah. you for not taking what I wanted. And that was Fortnite. I want Returnal. Well, Fortnite, listen. <laughs> How dare you? Last night, 12 kills. Did Team kills okay. wise, 32. Yes. Time. Time out. Did, yeah. you see, did you see what I sent in response to your PlayStation message, by the way? No. Uh, so Joe audience sent a testing message. He, he, yeah. he sent me like, Fortnite sniping high, highlights. Yeah, number one. Okay, and he just sent it to me with the with the tag testing. I was like, okay, yes. I don't want to see your MLG Fortnite shots. Stop! Shot. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> Here's the reason why I sent it. For some reason, all my Fortnite because I want I want to show the world how good I am at video games, right? Yeah. So yeah. like humble brag. So, <laughs> but it wasn't it it wasn't uploading to Twitter. And that's how I usually do all the things. Mm. So that's why I put testing because it didn't show up on my app. It didn't it didn't, uh, it didn't even show up uh, on the PlayStation app. So that's why I was like testing and I just gave it, you a video. Yeah. Should I have given you more context? Sure. No, it's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Returnal. Ha- yes. uh Yeah, House Mark. I'm I'm gonna be on the on on the hype bus for this. I'm so on board for Returnal. Resident Evil, um, what was it eight? Right, Village. Not, Village. There you go. Sorry, COVID fog. I blame it. So, um, fantastic. Like that game looks just absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. Even and let me tell you, a tall lady with a claw claw me through the heart anytime she wants. Yakuza like a dragon, Kyle. You know I'm not into Yakuza games. Yeah. I'm shocked that it's on your top five. I'm just hearing so much good things about it. Yeah. Like, it's it's it seems like there's a really good heartfelt story here. And I want to try to get into more Japanese-developed games. And I do think that this one could be it. Because it is like, you know, though I think it's like the seventh in the series or something like that. It is a fresh story with fresh characters, fresh location. So, I'm down for it. The next one, Back for Blood. That one's coming Hell out in yeah. June. God, that game's gonna kick ass. I can't wait. All they gotta tell me is that there's cross play, cross progression. Mm-hmm. And I am so in on this. Because I want trophies. I need trophies in this game. I the can't... alpha was fun. Alpha was Dude. a great time. And seeing like everybody walk out of the alpha going, like, I know this is an alpha, but she this was yeah. fun. Gives me a lot of hope and a lot of promise that this this game's gonna end somewhere big. In, at the end of the year. And then last but not least, it is Kina. Yeah. Yeah. Kina is, Kina is my, uh, is my like quote unquote indie. I, the game just looks so beautiful. The game does like look like DreamWorks meets Legend of Zelda, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm all in for it. So yeah, that's where we're excited. I want to know what you're excited for in 2021. Let us know in the comments down below or on Twitter. You know, shout out and say, hey, hey, the guys, this is what I'm excited for. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll talk to you back. Maybe we'll like it. Who knows? It's all about that conversation. With that, Kyle, 
all the good feelings, all this positivity, throw it out the window. And your TV is yeah. distracting me, but I don't care. No, yeah, that's stuff. that's why I started laughing because my PlayStation <laughs> went to, to rust mode. It very much did. <laughs> Kyle, well, let's talk about, let's get our lawyer hats in the room here, okay? My lawyer hat's always on. Great. I've been practicing. I, I've watched an impeachment for a whole week just to see how that defense did it. Oh, so let's boy. do it. Kyle, Sony's getting sued. Gabe Gerwin over at GameSpot writes, Sony is getting sued over PS5 DualSense drifting issues. One week after soliciting PS5 owners' feedback on whether they've experienced stick drift with their PS5's DualSense controllers, a New York law firm has moved forward with a class action suit against Sony. Filed by Chimicles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith LLP on behalf of those affected by faulty PS5 DualSense controller with plaintiff Lamarck Turner. The lawsuit claims the PS5's controller is, quote, defective, end quote, and that it's drifting quote, significantly interferes with gameplay and thus compromises the DualSense controller's core functionality, end quote. The lawsuit goes on to say that Sony is aware of these complaints, especially because they also occurred on the PS4's DualShock 4. We personally had had a controller that experienced this issue. Despite this, according to the lawsuit filing, Sony isn't doing enough to address the problem, with customers having to pay for the shipping to get the controller back to Sony and long wait times and troubleshooting steps affecting their ability to get back to playing games. That may be tough to prove, given how large a revision the DualSense is compared to previous PlayStation controller designs. The Mm -hmm. suit calls for a recall or replacements program for those who purchased the controller already, as well as, quote, compensatory damages related to overpayment, end quote, on the controller. This isn't the first lawsuit this particular firm has filed related to controller drift. It previously filed a class action suit against Nintendo for the very same issue. This lawsuit was moved to arbitration, though the court wouldn't dismiss it outright. Now, Kyle, let's put our lower hats on here for a second and just say, by God, I may be a small podcast and loyal, but I smell trickery is afoot. And when trickery is afoot, Kyle, by God, do solemnly swear... Someone must pay. <laughs> Kyle, oh, has there man. been a murder in Savannah? What's what's up with this? Is this just sensationalism for the sake of sensationalism? Have you experienced this drift? Because apparently, listen, if I haven't experienced it, nobody has, right? Yeah. Do you think there's something? Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, um, exactly. I think this is garbage. <gasps> I'm sorry. <sighs> I... I don't I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't, what, what's there nothing to like about Kyle? I, I my issue with it comes right. with this comes from people being like, Oh, it's taking too long for my controller Kyle, to Kyle, come wait, back. When you're when you're being a lawyer, you gotta hold up your collar like this. Uh, Thank you. Well imagine I have suspenders. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like as well. <laughs> How dare Sony take forever to That's send right. back my controller? How dare That's they? Right. That's right. How dare but, they not get back to me in time during a worldwide pandemic? Right. How dare they? <laughs> By God, good By God. God. And then I'll snap. I'll snap the the suspenders back in. Um, you sound effect. I have no. I have no doubt about it. That sure, some of the dual sense probably is drifting. Like yeah. it happens with most, if not all, controllers at some point. Absolutely. But I just. 
to sue them over it? I don't know. It's a little much. Ah, biologies, Kyle. The trickery is a foot. Trickery is at play. Um, I I gotta I gotta be honest. I do think this is real. Definitely yeah. think yeah. Some tr- controllers are malfunctioning. Yes, there's definitely some drift going on. But the defense is weird. So, Kyle, let me tell you something. By God, let's put all Laura Hatch back on for a second here. By God, I'll allow it. accent. Allowed, motion allowed. By <laughs> God, listen. I watch a lot of Perry Mason. I know the law. I know if you can trick the bar exam that you can win a case. Anyway, so when I was sick with the Rona, we ran out of things to watch. <laughs> right? And one of the things we started watching... My brother is a big, like, he's a nerd in the sense of, like, he likes putting things together and putting them, like, taking them apart and whatnot, Like right? mm-hmm. He's the big saber collector. He could put all the machinery inside and all the parts. So, the one thing that he started watching was how to break down electronics. Yeah. One of them was the dual sense. He follows this one guy who's like, okay, so let's see what's inside this controller. And what he saw, uh, by God, jury... Which the what, audience, the you jury, are the jury note exhibit four point five A of the dossier. <laughs> Motion passes. <laughs> Thank you, judge. Thank you, my God. So, audience slash jury, what what we saw honestly astounded us. They used some of the parts in the dual shock four in the dual sense, most okay. notably the analogs. They share similar, actually exact same. So the analog sticks when you when you're feeling them and. and Again, jury, hold your dual shock if you still have one and your dual sense. Look under your seats, jury. We have everyone has one. <laughs> oh my god, it's magical. Um, the retention is is similar, if not the same. So it's using the same analog six. So the fact that like, oh yeah, we've had we've noticed some on the dual shock four, no duh, because it's using the same sticks. That said, I don't know how many actually are broken like if it's half sure but if it's like two three five percent that's not bad that is just yeah that's literally you just launched a new piece of hardware especially given in 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 the age of a pandemic like you're going to get you know our good friend boom got a playstation 4 out of the box and it just it it bricked uh, at launch playstation 5 or 4 4 4 this is back in the day back in the day so like you're going to have consoles that when you get them yeah, they don't yeah. work. You're gonna have PS4 consoles. had that that issue where the HDMI port wasn't cut properly, right. and people yeah. couldn't connect the HDMI for. I think that was a, a big group of people. Too. Yeah, it was just for that bad memory. So, like, yeah, I do. I think some controllers are messing up. Absolutely. Do those people have a legitimate a reason to be upset? Absolutely, they do. They should get it resolved. Absolutely, in a timely manner. Yeah, we're in a global pandemic, so y'all kind of have to realize that too. That yes, it's we're in a global pandemic. It's not going to be like the next day, which sucks. But it's not like, and I not to throw, you not to not to throw one console over the over the you know bridge to you know defend the other one, whatever. Um, it's not like the the three sixty where it literally was like six months with the red ring. I remember. Or six or four months, whichever the time period was, we shipped our Xbox. It took months for us to get that back. In the meantime, I got addicted to World of Warcraft. So I should sue Microsoft (laughs) for getting me addicted to World of Warcraft. Listen, my PS2 broke back in the day, and it took probably four or five months before I got it back from Sony. Yeah. 
And, you know, if the company knows this, look, if more controllers come out there and more people, more customers have complaints, sure, you have, like, yeah, that's valid. If the next week my controller has a drift, I'll let y'all know about it. Um, at the same exact time, like, when I take a look at the Elite 2 controller, like, that is a controller that I loved. It was my favorite controller of all time until the buttons broke on it. And I believe the analog stick wasn't working as well on that, if memory serves. And Microsoft didn't do anything for me. They're just like, buy another controller. Yeah. Like, sometimes that happens. And that sucks. And that's not the answer you want, but sometimes it is it is the answer, you know? Your Honor, may I uh, ask to present Exhibit 3-C of the dossier, please? Motion passed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen friends of all ages on the jury how many of these people filing for this lawsuit suffer from rage issues and slam their controllers <laughs> down and this drift is self-inflicted by like, god I- you're telling me people are out right <laughs> throwing their controllers sir when they have one mr bad bit sniping at them in Fortnite, they get That's enraged right. By God, maybe I'm impassioned myself, but that speech spoke so true to me and it brought a tear to my eye, by God. Honestly, though, like, how many people slam their controllers that are probably part of this? Dude, I put mine, like, you're going to hear it on the mic. This is how I dropped my controller. Always on the table. I didn't hear it because you got RTX voice on, I think. Uh, People (laughs) got it and they're like, ah, shit, yeah. Um, So, like, that's how I dropped mine. It's literally like an inch or two. But I have noticed there's a crack on my handle now. Oh. That said, am I issuing a complaint to Sony? Mm -hmm. No. No. I'm a grown ass man. I got two. And also, it's cool. It's like, oh, this is a little battle damage. It's user error. The one thing that I don't like. Yeah. And the one thing that I'll fight against, Kyle. Is how gross these controllers get. Again, man. I'm still on it's it. Your in hands. fact, in fact, Kyle, just talk to the audience for just a second here. It's your hands, man. Mine is clean. Look at this. I haven't cleaned this at all. And watch now. There's <laughs> some gunk on my. Controllers I accidentally turned on my PS5, but let the jury know. Okay, no, there's a little gunk down there, but it's not nearly as bad as what yours is. <laughs> By God, listen here, listen good. All right, I've this is this is a solid week. Without cleaning it. Uh-huh. I did this on purpose for the show. Uh, judge, babe, evidence? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, wait, judges don't wear suspenders. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they wear like a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the gunk on the controller. Oh, my God, okay. Joe. Now what I grip are you it. doing, man? I do have sweaty hands. I oh, can't help God. this. It's off-white, but the, uh, you, you get a lot of it here. Now, okay. Jury, please hold in. I'm sorry. We did go for a lunch beforehand. Just keep oh, you it, know what? Keep my, it mine is a little dirty now, now that I'm really looking at it. Exactly. Now, look at this. A little smudge here. Kyle, I wash my hands, you know, three, five, six times a day. Yeah. Okay? Look at this. I used oh, to yes. not wash them at all before the COVID happened, right? <laughs> now washing them 13 times a minute, Okay. My hands aren't that dirty, are they? I don't know. Yeah, white was a was a bold choice. <laughs> white was a bold Maybe. choice to start off with. Maybe. Again, it is. Uh, I gotta like it's gross. What I'm saying, it's gross, Kyle. And uh, I, and I'm very particular because, like, you know, the little like the little like divider here. 
Yeah. Like along the side of the controller where you could pop out the plastic. I clean that constantly because I hate the like dead skin on the controller. And it's just, it's gross. It's gross. And I got to wipe this down now. No, no further evidence. You know what else is gross? (laughs) What's that? The name Parasite. Robert Ramsey from Push Square writes, Rainbow Six Quarantine, not actually renamed to Parasite. Hmm. It turns out Rainbow Six Quarantine won't actually be renamed to Parasite after all. Detailed in a statement headed to PC Games N, Ubisoft states that while the game will have its name changed, it won't be to Parasite. Quote, while we recently shared that we will be changing the name of Rainbow Six Quarantine, Parasite is only a placeholder that our internal teams use. Recently, Hmm. we ran an internal test for the game, and some of its details became public. We can confirm this is a glimpse of the upcoming game, and we will share more details, including the official name, soon. End quote. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Are they trying to bamboozle us? Because honestly, again, remember two years ago, they come out, or was this a year ago? I don't know. What? Uh, I think it was two. Yeah, it was Years? an E3. Yeah. So yep. I think it was 2019. Uh, you know, Ubisoft comes out with Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's about, I think, a plague that's broken loose yeah. or something. I'm like, oof, this one's hitting close home. Now, with, you know, everybody, you know, home in place, quarantining themselves, like us, you should too, if you're able to. Um, Quarantine might not be the best word or best thing you want in your SEO search. So, do you think, real talk, do you think Parasite really was their fake name? Um, yes. I also think that's really a pretty good front runner. I think that, I think, honestly, I think, uh, I think they were caught red handed. I think that Parasite is definitely their name because that's a cool fucking name. I, I, Parasite? What else? What else are you going to change it to? Are we going to have a uh, Gods and Monsters Immortals Phoenix Rising name change right. thing going on here? I think Parasite's great. Leave it as yeah. is. <laughs> Don't. I mean, worst case scenario, what? Everybody's going to think you're a Korean film. Best case scenario, it's a Rainbow Six game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is... Again, I think it's a cool name. I think go go for it. Stick with it. Isn't I it. this the game that is based off of like the Siege yes. limited time modes they mm-hmm. were doing, right? Yeah, this is this is Rainbow Six Siege. This is their single player component. Yeah, yeah, because they have like Terrace Hunt, which is great and all, but it's not v- Rainbow Six Vegas the way I remember it. Mm-hmm. And Siege is very, it's like the chess of shooters. It's yeah. fast paced in a different way. That I, don't, I, I think this is a way for people to get into this game because it's fucking fantastic. I'm just awful at it. That said, breaking the internet today is our next story, sir. Uh, this comes from Steven Tailby over at Push Square. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection finally brings the series back on PS4 this summer. It feels as though Ninja Gaiden fans have been waiting for eons, but their patience has finally been rewarded. Koei Tecmo has announced the Toughest Nails action series is coming back with Ninja Gaiden Master Collection on PlayStation 4. The package contains a trio of... Trio? Good lord almighty. Trio of adventures with Ryu Hayabusa. Yep, Ninja Gaiden it. Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. The collection also includes most of the DLC and post-launch game modes. This doesn't appear to be a remaster of any kind. It looks like this is a simple port of the three titles to more modern systems. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, people. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you fibs. 
Did I put this in for SEO sake? Yes, I did. I, I'm here to tell you something though. I appreciate Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Because if, if, if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for those games, would we have a from software like we know them today? I don't know. Mm. That said, these are remasters. These are just straight up ports and that. Straight up ports. Uh, Mario 3D That's probably going to be a pass for me. Yeah, it's a Mario 3D All-Star situation. And honestly, I would have at least maybe give me a give me some new textures. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, it seems like a very cheap way of of handling that. And I think it could have been done a little bit more respect, if you ask me. It's sure. also weird. The Wii U version of the game isn't isn't here either. It's just at what least I could Wii be one? mistaken. Was that not Razor's Edge? I don't think it's Razor's Edge. Someone smarter than me, an actual Ninja Gaiden fan, let me know. But from what I understand, nay. Now, with that said, Kyle. Yeah, the Razor's Edge was the Wii U. Oh, was it? Okay, never mind. I lied. <laughs> then, you know what? It's not weird. Maybe it is worth it at that point. But, Kyle, it's time to hitch a ride on the Sony Pony Express. Are you ready to ride, Kyle? Yeehaw! Oh my goodness. Now, again, the Sony Pony Express is where you can send your questions into the show. Anything PlayStation related, yours. You put it in a series of tubes, one tube being the PS Trophy Room Twitter handle, one tube being the Discord server, link down below towards, and one tube being patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Boom, you put it in this tube, bam, these tubes come up, poof, we get them in our hands and we read them out to you. So Doesn't far, it's great? been three weeks since the rename. Yeah. And every single time, <laughs> I forget about the tubes until you bring them up. <laughs> every time. Just a series. It's a wild. It's the internet. It's a series of tubes. I'm All imagining right, like a John Sorry. Wick call center of like forgotten PlayStation mascots <laughs> connecting the tubes and pushing <laughs> the mail to us. Yep. <laughs> One's like Dark Cloud. Boop, boop. <laughs> yep. The, the, kid from Ape Escape is yep. <laughs> just shoving the mail to the Northeast. <laughs> Catalyst313 writes in, Alright, Pony, this will be a hard letter to send, for in the fury of the winter, Elsa has sent the great state of Texas. We've been stuck and off the roads. My city looks like a ghost town, but I trust you, dear Pony. Now, <laughs> run, Pony! Run, Pony! Run! Dear Kyle and Joe, if you're reading this horse, or sorry, yeah. If you're reading this. Reading this, sorry. Uh, your horse needs some hot cocoa and a few blankets. <laughs> Besides that, who else would you like to be casted as a character in the Last of Us TV series? And uh, what would you like them to take on the same, sorry, oh, would you like them to have the same take on the same story as the game or do something nif- different or a mix mm. of both. Kyle? Yeah. So what I originally wanted from the show was each episode to be in one of the other characters point of view. Ooh. Okay. Um, don't think we're getting that now with the Pedro Pascal news right. and um, I'm blanking on her God name. Bless. Olivia. Is it Olivia? No, that's completely yeah. wrong. The, the young girl from Game right. of Thrones. Right, Ramsey is her last yeah. name. Yeah, Bella Ramsey, yeah. I think. Bella Ramsey, there you go. Um, I think they're going to be in every episode, so it might just be a retelling. What mm-hmm. I want them to do is to throw us a curveball, Ooh, like okay. maybe midway through the season. Okay. And tell the story of Ish. I want okay. to know what went down with Ish. Are you familiar with Ish, Joe? I'm not. I'm not, no. Ish is the boat captain after Hen- the, during the Henry and Sam section. Or you stumble across the shipwreck, 
and you find let the ish letters. Right. So like what I wa- happened with it? Oh, I want to know one. what happened with ish mm-hmm. and, and the underground uh, settlement that was made with him. And you know who I want to play ish? What's that? The rumors were true because they're still talking. Mahersha Ali. Ooh. Playing ish. If not okay. ish, then uh, Henry. Okay. And that is uh, totally also a Mike uh, Tandro thing as well. He no, also no, that's, that's that. your original thought. You can see Fine, it. it's my mic. You're not here. You <laughs> can't stop here. me. Um, honestly, I just want to trigger some some really delicate gatekeepers on the internet, and I want to say I want to be playing Tess. Who's the chick that does? Why? why uh, blanking on the name. The chick from uh, who's Captain Marvel. Oh, Brie Larson? Yeah, I want Brie Larson to be Tess. (laughs) Just to anger people. Maybe Uh, she could be Abby. I don't know. But I really want to just anger some folks that are just insecure about themselves. (laughs) That's what I would want. You know? Um, That said, who would I want also? Um, Henry, right? Is it Henry? Mm -hmm. No. Henry and Sam. Bill, 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 Bill. For some reason... Bill's giving me a Jack Black vibe. And people oh. often discredit Jack Black because he's just, he's wacky, he's goofy. And now I he's love the, Jack Black. But you, don't I, see, you don't see Henry as... as I don't as see Bill. Bill. I don't see who do Jack you see, Black being who, Bill. Who do you see playing Bill? Oh, that's a that's actually a great question. I, I don't know. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, he was in Always Sunny, so there's always a chance. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Bill. Uh, <laughs> Would you like an egg in this trying time? <laughs> Done. You got me. That's Honestly, what I want. Honestly, though, like, pick the guy who played Bill in the first game. Ooh. He did such a great job. Yeah. I forgot the actor's name, but he is a, a pretty well-known who would you person. Who would you want to be playing uh, um, Tommy? See, that's a that's a fantastic question. I don't know, Diego Luna, right? Because they are brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just give me, yeah, D- give me Diego Luna. That's that's fantastic. Uh, that's yeah. Ed. W. Earl Brown is Bill, Bill, who is right. the guy who voiced. He was in Deadwood. He was Warren, and there's something about Mary. Dude does a lot of things. I just see him as Bill now. I trust you. I trust yeah. you. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes in. Jesus. Me, me and reading tonight. Not not been great. Uh, with Persona 5 Strikers coming out this Monday or Friday for those with the digital deluxe edition. Cue the SpongeBob, I don't need it, gif. <laughs> what PlayStation franchises would you like to see have a Destiny Warriors style game? Or Dynasty Warriors style game. PlayStation franchise, Dynasty. I think one is simple, Kyle. May I have permission to say it? Go ahead. It's not Bloodborne. I was about to say. It's God of War. Yeah. Blades of Chaos, the axe. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty good. What's what's another one? What are they called? Rousseau style games? Yeah. What's one do you want? I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is still pretty Fuck too yeah. close. Yeah. But that would be pretty good. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. God of War is pretty spot on. I think. Yeah. How about I'm trying this, to Kyle? think of what other game that has like this common enemy, where you can just take on droves of the same kind of character. Okay, I got one more. Go ahead. Twisted Metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cars on top of cars. You're piling them up. You know. <laughs> I don't mind. Final Fantasy, maybe seven. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a good one. Or Batman. Just Batman take it on. <laughs> just crowds one punch. Of thousands of thugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, all right. Dig it. I dig it. Uh, it honestly, thinking of it, because like, those type of games usually aren't for me, but like I was saying in the chat earlier, um, the 61 Indie chat, that uh, the Dynasty Warriors PSP games were really good and were the reason why I kept playing my PlayStation Portable. That's for sure. Mm. Mick Chillin writes... I'm a little late on the news, still catching up from everything that happened in December and January, but I don't believe I heard this talked about yet. Sony's MLB The Show 2021 will be available on Xbox consoles. Do you think this will help PlayStation get some games owned by Xbox, especially Bethesda? Question mark. Well, thanks for chilling for uh, yeah, catching thank you so up much. and everything. Appreciate mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I don't think this is kind of like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I just think Sony's like, we're going to make a billion dollars on this. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's just a monetary thing. I, I don't think it has any impact on getting Bethesda mm-hmm. Xbox games on PlayStation if they are exclusive yeah. to Xbox. Yeah, McChillin, this was an excellent, excellent question. I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think PlayStation did it because they wanted to renew that contract. They wanted to make more green. That's why they did it. As for, you know, does this mean Bethesda games are coming over? No, but I, what I do think is any game that was in development before the deal is going to be a multi-plot game. So your Indiana Jones, yes. Your, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, probably. Your, Star you know, Fields. Starfields, absolutely. Um, they're not just going to waste millions upon millions of dollars just because of a buyout. And they probably have already marketing uh, deals made with X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. Nah. But, again, terrific question. Yeah, thank you so much for catching up with the show and everything. Yeah. That means a lot. Now, that said, we got a couple more questions, but I'm going to leave it down to one. If anyone's Here, going to, to call us out on our bullshit, it'd be McChillin because yeah. they're catching up. That's right. That's right. McChillin. Any contradictions? Oh, yeah. McChillin's got it. They're like, actually, <laughs> on the 5th of January, uh, Griffin West writes in, Kyle, what did you think of AWE's DLC? Do you think we'll finally get another blank, blank game <laughs> after these years? Also, is it just me? Or is the Ashtray Maze one of the best moments in games ever? Actually, no, we could say it. We we could say this one. You had you had time to do it. It's a uh, two it's it, a, it's yeah. literally in the DLC itself. Yeah. Will we finally get another Alan Wake game after oh, all these years, Kyle? So What did you think of that DLC? Let's Break take, Griffin, let's take Griffin's question as like what I've been playing. Yeah. That's the only thing I've really been doing. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do um, it. Um AWE DLC is one of the best pieces of DLC I've ever played. Yeah, it is st- like so much better than the Foundation DLC, and the Foundation DLC was fine. I like where that mm-hmm. story went there, but just how creepy the AWE DLC is is amazing. 
Uh, mm. First Astro Maze still slaps. Still one yep. of the best moments ever. I wanted to stay in that maze and just listen to that song over and over and over again. <laughs> um, the Alan Wake game, um, I absolutely think is happening. Yeah. And have you beaten the DLC? I've not gotten to the DLC yet, no. Do you want me to spoil this, or should I not spoil it on the main show? No, don't spoil it on the main show. Okay. No, 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 no. There's... Last thing I need. Oh my god, there's a there's a thing that happens <laughs> at the end of this DLC, Joe. Yeah. That, like... Oh my god. They, they pretty much announce it. That it's coming really? in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. They pretty so much are it's... like, here it is. But I won't say hmm. what happens, but like, it's... Awesome. Okay. It's awesome. An Avengers style moment, perhaps? Yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the thing. I think Remedy is doing something that no other company is really doing. And that is like, hey, how can we take this MCU verse, make it make it our own, make these games that are different from each other, but and make control the, this... the the binding force. Mm-hmm. Like the, this old house, the bureau, and then you can branch out and do all these weird things like Quantum Break and Alan Wake. Now, if this happened, because I don't know either, but I was a huge Max Payne fan as a fan, or, or as a young as a kid. Yeah. As a kid. We taught. I should have been. <laughs> but I would watch my brother play all, all of them. If, and I know the IP's not owned, it's now owned by Rockstar. I don't know why that's the case, or how that's the case. But if they were able to get Max Payne in this universe, Kyle... Whew, I'll go to church. <laughs> like, just <laughs> full stop. I'll start going. <laughs> like, How it, many... Yeah. Max Payne, what, 1 and 2 were Remedy? Yes. And, and, then, and then Max three Payne was 3 was Rockstar. It was alright. It was still a good game. It just didn't have what made the other two so special. And the online component wasn't that great. That said, Kyle. Spoiler alert, never played a Max Payne game. You're missing out. It's a, it's a really good like comic noir okay. style game, and and again, it's completely remedy. It is like Sweet. you're dealing with, I believe, the occult, and like Ooh. you're trying to get the revenge of like your family's brutal murder. Like it's oh, okay. it's telling story, dude. It's and and for like a was a fifth generation game, like it was very much ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you think we're getting something? One, it's real hard to not just spoil it right now. One thousand <laughs> percent, I would put my non-existent money, life savings on mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's how definite I think it's happening. Well, Kyle, I I too have been playing a game. <laughs> I've been torn. I I was thinking about getting Neo too. Everybody's showing me these clips of like awesome gameplay moments. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to have a really hard game again. Right. Um, And I'm really enjoying Hitman 3, but the problem was, Kyle, I beat Hitman 3. I'm chipping away at that plat. I think I'm right now like 70% in, and now the rest is just like, it's just time. It's just like how many, you know, it's it's probably 15, 20 hours until I get that platinum. Like, more like 15. Definitely more like 15. But, you know, I'm playing it. I'm absolutely loving it. But now I want to play Hitman 1 and 2. Problem is, I own Hitman 1. I don't own Hitman 2. I was waiting. I was biding my time. And I was like, okay, if if the new sale this week doesn't have Hitman 2 
for a reasonable pr- reasonable price. I'm thinking ninety $19.99 or lower. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go bite the bullet. I'm gonna go buy me a th- uh, two. Okay. Luckily, Kyle. Luckily. Oh man. Seventeen bucks. Ooh, IO Interactive coming in clutch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got, and I kind of cheated too because the the um you know Hitman one I got on PlayStation Plus right that one only came with the Paris stuff but once you get uh hitman 2 you're able to just get the legacy edition if you own one and have it downloaded you could just pull all the content into hitman 2 and then with that you connect hitman 2 to hitman 3 and then you just play all the games through hitman 3 i know it sounds like inception level that's wild so i'm playing these old games in the new engine and my goodness freaking gracious if hitman 3 is not in the conversation for my game of the year this year, because look, we got some really great games a- a- ahead of us, but yeah. no game has been got me so hooked in where I'm just like, I am playing the previous games right now, actually, because I can't get enough. Mm-hmm. There's just something about Hitman that is speaking to me on a level that like no other game has in a in a in a long time. Like since really, I think Ghost of Tsushima has. Nice. So, yeah, I'm I'm still in the Hitman universe, and I'll probably be that way until Yakuza Like a Dragon, because I really want yeah. that. See, let's see when that game comes out, because I am actually very like a dragon for that one. Yeah, March second. Oh, March second. Oh, it's, yeah. I thought it was like in the teens. Yeah. Cuz I was going to get it on PS4, but again, we have we don't have smart delivery. We got dumb dumb delivery. And you know, if you upgrade from PS4 to PS5 on March 2nd, you yeah. lose all your saves. Jim Ryan, yeah. what are you doing? Wow. Give me a ring. I'll fix that for you. I think Disco Elysium's <laughs> around that time too, I think. It is as well. Very exciting. And that also is technically a console exclusive for PlayStation. I think the Switch as well. It's just not, not yeah, Xbox. Switch. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing as well. That said, Kyle, Kyle, this this has been a terrific week here on the trophy. Yeah. A PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I hope you all enjoyed yourselves. But before we exit on out of this podcast, mm-hmm. Kyle, where can they find you, sir? Uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> my house? <laughs> I had three thoughts about to come out of my mouth at once, and nothing came out. Are we not doing the Patreon thing, the poll, or is that for post show? Oh my goodness. Thank you. Before we exit this show, you yeah. saved my life. <laughs> Patrons, we have an announcement to make. All right. Because of, you know, I was infected with uh, COVID 19, we were not able to do. A road to greatness. So what we're thinking is for the mart for the month of March, we're gonna do something really special. We've both picked two games, two games each that we're interested on playing on PlayStation now. But you guys get to vote on the one game, the one game that will be spotlighted. So there will be a vote or poll on Twitter as well as on Patreon of what game you want us to cover on the road to greatness what's the next game so kyle what are your two games that you have nominated for Uh, the road to greatness my first one is a ps3 platformer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. puppeteer Ooh, 
Okay. That's the one I never where it's like, fully played it. It's like a play. Yeah. Like you, it, you the levels are on the stage or whatever. I never full I played maybe I don't know, ten minutes of it. But I never fully got into it. Okay. I like it. I dig it. What's the other what's the other one that you got? The other one is one of my favorite games. Oh it's a forgotten gem from the PS three and three sixty era. Okay. It is a um, Ninja Theory game, and Slant okay. Odyssey to the West. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that one's on PlayStation now. Oh, it's on PlayStation now, baby. Wow, that that's the one before when I was looking through the list. I was like, oh, I got it because I didn't think yeah. it was there. Yeah, yeah, that one's a good one, and the twist is like obvious in the beginning, but. It's. I won't spoil it here on the show. Maybe that is the Road to Greatness one. Now I kind of want to play because I played the first hour of it. It's like, oh, this is really cool. And this is when I worked at GameStop. So you're gonna get games for like two days. You gotta give it back. So yeah, Enslaved is a great game to pick. Yeah. That's for sure. Andy I Circus, two. I believe, is the person behind the main character. I think. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. voice of Gollum. Yeah, I got two games. Okay, that I'm putting up. My nominees for The Road to Greatness are Alienation. This is a housemark game. Very similar to the styles of what I think we're seeing. I think we could really see this as like a proto-game to what Returnal is going to be. Classic twin twin stick shooter vibes. Sorry, it's it's a congestion. If the girls, if my nieces who are twins don't grow up saying twin shit, then I'm I'm messing up. (laughs) Twin stick shooter. There you go. Uh, from Housemark. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in this game. Because it was one that really did fly by my radar in the PlayStation 4 generation the first year of. So I really want to give this game a go because I hear so many great things. And again, really does look like what a Diablo's take of Return would be. So I yeah. really, I'm interested. And then, Kyle, I'm adding a game to my backlog of shame. And okay. this one should have been a, you know, a Halloween game for sure. Easy one. Easy, but it's one I've never played. Okay. Resident Evil 4. Oh, man. Never I played feel it. like that's already going to win, and I'm going to be forced to play a scary game. <laughs> and I'm not happy. <laughs> Well, Kyle, you're setting yourself up because you feel like, oh, man, I'm so in. I'm so in on this. You could fake people out. You could be like, I played like this eight times. People are like, I don't want Kyle to talk about a game he's played eight times. I want him to talk about something different. But now, now people are definitely going to vote this game. In. Yeah, ever, Resident Evil 4 is going to be the clear winner. <laughs> but listen, Enslaved, I really think it could be Enslaved. Or Resident Evil 4. Alright, how much are adult diapers going for on Amazon? No, just... <laughs> listen, it's it's theoretically this is a GameCube game, right? Can't sure. be that scary. Uh, I don't know. Like, it can't be. It's a game. Because it, it'd be like, oh, oh, this guy looks like a cube, you know? Like That's how I'm thinking about it, at least. So there you go. Also, hold on. Is that the yeah. base RE4? Not the upgraded, like... I think it's I think it's the upgraded version. Okay. I think. But even that can't be that scary. It's only a few textures. People are gonna vote on it and now they're gonna just be like, we're gonna make these kids shit their pants. That's what I'm thinking now. But hey, listen. It 
It is what it is. You're looking up adult underwear, aren't you? Or adult diapers. Yeah. All right. That's been the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Kyle, before you head on out, give a a shout to some of your work, some things you're working on, where people can find you, all that stuff. Yeah. Shout out to my personal Twitter, Mr. KSEPN on PSN. So a friend requests me over there and follow me on Twitter. Uh, all the indie coverage stuff that I do is over at 61Indie. That is at 61Indie on Twitter, 61Indie.com, YouTube.com slash 61Indie, where I just filmed two episodes with my oldest niece, Jayla, playing Super Mario 3D World, which hopefully Aww. will be up on YouTube in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah. That's it. Nice. Find me all over the place. Nice. And again, you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show, the video version, over on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. Find this podcast wherever you find your podcast uh, services of choice. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does help us out, especially those five stars. And yeah, when we hit 200, we'll be giving away a PlayStation 5 game. And you could be the winner of it, like like Lee was last time around. So maybe you could be just like Lee. Who knows? You could be a winner and see how that feels. It'd be like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. And with all that said, <laughs> with all that out of the way, everybody, love y'all. Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. 34 <laughs>